Turn to Acts chapter 8, and um, I'm on a series called Seizing the Day, um, Accomplishing God's Vision in Your Life, and, uh, and uh, really accomplishing everything in, in your day. You know, taking up advantage of what God has for you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all days of the week. And so I want to talk to you about having God's vision, but last week we began to talk about how our vision needs to be not us focused, where most visions are, right? Most visions are how, how my finance, how am I going to be a success? How am I, how you know my goals? And but they're they're all wrapped around me. They're wrapped around you. They're us focused. And so what begins to happen with that is it, it means that you have to do it all, right? It's your it's, un, it's, un, it's for you. you it's, it's your power, your ability. And listen, you can do a lot. God made you. God made everybody out here. And we have abilities without God. Did you know that? How many people are successful out there that don't know the Lord? There's a lot of them, right? So you can be successful without the Lord in the sense of the world's success. But how we know there's something even greater than what the world says is success. There's a godly success. And we want you to be successful in all things Jesus, right? And so what begins to happen, a lot of people, and this is why a lot of people fail with their vision, is that it's all wrapped around them. It's not wrapped around Jesus. It needs to be Jesus-focused. So I want to talk to you on some things on how to balance the vision out and how to win in this situation to get your vision that God has given you and see it come to pass. See, where there's no vision, the Bible says people perish. And a lot, of, a lot of what we're going through a lot of times in our lives is that we're just doing life over and over again and it's not anointed by the Lord because it's all wrapped around us and we're not getting him involved. And then a lot of times, we, a lot of us don't have a vision. Why am I waking up every single day? What's my purpose and God has a purpose and he's a plan for every single one of you. And if you're born again today, you, you have that plan. If you're not born again, he, he wants you to come. It's a free gift. Become born again. I'll give you an opportunity here in a minute. So I want to talk to you about how to really organize your vision and, and wrap it around Jesus a little bit more today. And then the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about specific visions in your life that you need to have. And so um, Acts chapter 8 verse 4 is an important part. Because we all need to have this. And this, 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 these verses are really some of the things that have, have captured my heart about my life. What my life is about. My life is not just about me. My goal in life is not just to be rich for myself. It is not just to be, um, uh, have, a, have a great life, go on vacations, and, and have a great family. And I have visions for those but this really captures the heart of God. And this is, this is our vision at Cornerstone and really should be a vision for everybody and every believer that we are here. My life is here to help people become fully devoted followers of him. As a believer, this is what you actually signed up for. It's not just to go to heaven, but to, to be a part of his kingdom, be part of his army, be part of what God has for other people. So my life, every morning, this is what I'm waking up. This is part of what the, my heart is, is how am I going to help somebody this, today to become a fully devoted followers of Christ? 
And we do that here through, through four different ways. We get people to believe in Jesus, that's our win. To belong to family, that's, our, that's connection, because that we all need each other, right? If you're not connected, you're alone. And when you're alone, uh, you're gonna be in trouble. Because the Bible talks about throughout the, the, the word of God where there's two or more gathered. There's always, Jesus always never sent anybody out alone. He sent them out two or more. And so there's something powerful when we're connected. So, so our goal is to help people become fully devoted followers of Christ, and that's how we do it. We win them to Jesus. They, be, they believe in Jesus. They belong to family. They're part of the body of Christ. They become a disciple, right? That means you're constantly learning. You're constantly being trained. You're, you have relationships in your life that are challenging you in the word of God. And, uh, and that's so important. And you're, you're never there yet. You can't never say, I finished my discipleship course, I'm done. No, you're never gonna be there until Jesus comes back for you or you die and go to heaven. That's when you'll be fully there. But, but we're always on this road. I'm being discipled, you're being discipled. Every one of us should be discipled and discipling. Becoming a disciple, and then the last one is building God's kingdom, that God has a plan and we go forward with that plan, Right? And we're released and sent out to do what God's called us to do, who God's called us to be, to use the giftings and the, the talents that God has for us, and we use them to help others. So in Acts chapter 8, here it says, listen to this. It says, therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Now, this is what it's talking about. There's thousands of people had just gotten saved. They came out of the upper room. Thousands of people gave their life to God, got filled with the Holy Spirit. And here they are, and you gotta understand this, when someone gave their life to Christ back then, they were mainly Jewish at this point, their families probably disowned them. There are places they, could never, they couldn't go shop, they wouldn't let them shop anymore. I mean, this is persecution. You think you're being persecuted, and you live in a 3,000 square foot home and have four cars, 40, you know, 20 dogs and cats and everything else. I mean, you're, you're not being persecuted. It's coming, but you're not being persecuted like they were being persecuted. So to give their life to God, to give their life to, over to Jesus Christ of Nazareth was a big deal. And so what was happening, they were scattered around, but this is what they do. They didn't back off. They didn't, they didn't run away, they dug in even more because they knew something greater than anything else. They knew Jesus. And they knew the transformation and the power that had happened in their life. And so what they were doing, they were scattered, being persecuted, and they went everywhere preaching the word of God. They preached the gospel of Jesus. They told everybody about Jesus they weren't scared about it. People were yelling them. They were being threatened. In fact, if you, if you read the context of this, guess who was threatening them? Saul, who was later gonna be Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament. He was going into their homes, dragging them out, and eventually, some of them, he was killing. This is what's happening. But They went and preached the word. Then it says, and then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes, with one accord, heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, 
came out of many who were possessed. Do you know that still happens today? Demons are still being cast out of people. Come to one of our kairoses. Demons are still a part of, of this. It didn't stop. It's still around. They're still around. And they may be influencing you in some way, right? They may, there, there may be things that you need to be delivered from. Just understand that. And here's what they're doing. So Philip, you know who Philip was? He was a deacon. He was one who got saved. This is, this is he wasn't one of the, the 12. He was Philip, a deacon. And a deacon was someone who was just, had, who would do miracles. They, had, they, were, they would preach the word of God. And this him. He was like any one of us today. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes, one accord, he did the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed, and there was great joy in that city. Why was there great joy? Because Philip's vision wasn't just about himself. It was preaching Christ to everybody else. We must have the heart of God's kingdom in everything we do. We must have the heart of God. And as a believer, that should be one of your main focuses. This is where you're gonna find joy. This is where Blue Springs is gonna find great joy. Not because you make a lot of money and you're a businessman here. Not because you're, you're, you've got a great family but because Christ is being preached everywhere. That means every day that you and I wake up, we wake up asking the Lord, give me a divine appointment today to share the love of Jesus, to preach your word, to do miracles, to see healings happen, to cast out demons, whatever is necessary. I wanna do that. I wanna be a part of that. I want us all to wake up every morning, not just with the dream of of something else, just for our personal own thing, but the, the, the building the kingdom of God. And so are we going everywhere? We're preaching the word. We need to go into our communities. We need to go into our school systems. We need to go wherever people are and preach the word and ask for divine appointments. Now, I'm not just saying just going on the street corner. I'm asking the, you're asking the Lord to give you a divine appointment to minister to somebody. And trust me, he will. There is so much hurt. People are hurting right now. The harvest, Jesus says, is what? Plentiful, but what is few? The people who obey the Lord and do it. The laborers. The harvest is out there, but the laborers are few. So we need to figure out, we need to go everywhere. And the second thing, are you believing God for miracles? We need to start believing God to do his work in and through us. Praying for things that's beyond our natural ability. Declaring those things publicly. Truly listening to the Holy Spirit to hear things that you should be believing him for and, and believing in faith and laying hands on the sick and see him recover. 
You've got to step out in faith and believe it because that's what Jesus said would happen. Are you believing for miracles? Are you going everywhere? And are you believing God for our city? Every morning, wake up. Just God, believe, I believe for Kansas City and the surrounding areas. That's what our vision should have. Is that, God, I'm going to delight myself in the Lord. And he will give you desires of your heart. And a lot of times on that, that scripture, we, we focus on the latter. And don't focus on the reason he gives us the desires of our heart. It's because I delight myself in doing your work. I delight myself in your heart. I delight myself in what you are wanting, what you are desiring. And then my heart's going to line up to that. And I'm going to get the desires of my heart. See, when our life and our vision is Jesus-focused, is kingdom-focused, we're going to have more of a blessed life. We're going to be more fulfilled. We're going to see greater things happen. But we've got to be Jesus-focused. Seek first the kingdom of God, and then what happens? All these things are added unto you. So in your vision, I told you to pray about to write down last week your vision for your life, for your family, for your finances. Everything flows from the concept that I'm a believer, I'm a son or daughter of God, and I'm a, I do what his kingdom asks of me, what God, the king asks of me. I do that. It's all about the kingdom. We, we do these... Um, things for our offering, these, these uh, um, confessions every week. And we've, we've seen, amen. That, that's just a phone call to tell you you're going to be blessed, amen. But don't answer, send it to voicemail, you can call them back later. Um, and we do these things every week, we confess these things. And the reason we do that is not just so you can have a, a better house. And I don't think God's mad at, upset about that. You can have a better house. You can have cars. You can have boats. You can go on vacation. I, I, I see nothing in the word that says you can't be blessed. I see in the word that you can be blessed and you should be blessed. When you obey the Lord and you do what he, he wants, there's a blessing. But the blessing is not just yours. It's to build the kingdom of God. My finances is about building the kingdom of God. It's paying my bills, yes, but I first write out my tithe check. I first give. The first thing on my mind is my giving. I do that. It's not paying my house payment. It's not paying my bill. It's the kingdom. The first thing on my mind is always the kingdom. And I do those things. It's called first fruits. If I receive a revelation from the Lord about anything. It's not just for me. It's, can I get this to somebody else that will help them? Right? It's all about the kingdom. How can I help you? How can I, how can I help people out there? How, how can I be a blessing to somebody? How can I lead and point people to Jesus? Everything that I have is about that. I remember years ago, and I was, I was telling someone the other day, back in the 90s, um, Lisa and I were just a couple, we didn't have any kids yet, and uh, Julia wasn't born. She's our firstborn. And uh, you know what I wanted with a car? I wanted, I wanted a minivan. You know why I wanted a minivan? Because I was a youth pastor. And I wanted to transport young people as much as I could. 
It wasn't, I, I just, I thought minivans were, I still have a minivan today. I don't like driving it. But it, I, I, love, I love it that I can, take, I can take eight people in my van somewhere to do something. It's all about the kingdom. I mean, that's, that's kind of the thoughts of what we do is, is this gonna please God? Is God gonna be able to use it? That's, that's the thought life that we should have. And in our vision, we should have that thought life because it's all about the kingdom. And I'm reminded when I'm, I'm thinking about this, I'm, I'm not the only one. I know a lot of you do it, but King David did this. In 2 Samuel chapter seven, and I, I'm not gonna read it all, but, but, but it begins out, it says, why King David was living in his house. The Lord gave him peace with all his enemies around him. He had done the work of God. He had done what he's called him to do. And so David goes to Nathan and the prophet, and he starts saying, I live in a house of cedar, and the ark of God, the present, where the presence was back then, the presence is in you now, but the presence back then was in the ark, lives in a tent. And David starts to tell Nathan, I'm gonna build God a house. I'm going to build him a house. I'm going to do this. There's no reason why I should live in a, a cedar house, which was a nice, expensive home, and God lives in a tent. And so he wanted to build God a temple. But I want to show you something. What God told Nathan, uh, told Nathan and told to tell David. Now this is what I want you to say. It says in verse eight. This is what I want you to say to my servant David. This is what the Lord of armies says. I took you from the pasture where you followed sheep so that you could be a leader of my people Israel. I was with you wherever you went and I destroyed all your enemies in front of you. I will make your name famous. Like the names of the greatest people on the earth, I will make a place for my people Israel and plant them there. They will live in their own place and not be troubled anymore. The wicked will no longer oppress them as they used to do. Ever since I appointed judges to rule my people Israel, so I will give you peace with all your enemies. And I, the Lord, will tell you that I will make a house for you. This is what happened. Because of David's heart after, the king, after God, his heart, the king's heart, King David's heart after God. Everything he did was about the kingdom. Everything he did was about God and obeying him. Was he perfect? No, but this is, what, this is his heart. So this is gonna help you because you're not perfect, right? And so everything he did, he decides, I'm gonna build God a house. And God says, no, because you've honored me, because you've done what I've told you to do, because you followed me, I'm not only gonna bless you, I'm gonna bless the, your nation." I'm gonna bless everyone around you. I'm gonna bless you. And I'm not gonna allow you to build me a house because I wanna build you a house. I'm gonna build you a house. Your son's gonna build me a house later and it's gonna be magnificent, but because of you honoring me, I'm gonna build you a house. Isn't that good? See, that's God. That's the God we serve. And when you're focused on him, he'll be focused on you. 
When you're focusing on doing the work of God, you have nothing to fear, nothing to worry about. He's gonna give you all that you need. And when you're doing the work of the kingdom, he has your back, he has your sides, and he has gone before you and he is laying the ground for you to bless you, to honor you. And because you honor God, your family's gonna be blessed, your house is gonna be blessed, and your city will be blessed because of it. That's the God we serve. But you gotta get you out of it and him in it. And when he is in it and it's all about him, he'll be all about you. God has never let Lisa and I down, not one time. Not one time. We've been through struggles, we've had hardships, we've had financial things, but bless God because we put him first in everything. Not just alone in our finance, but in everything. We weren't always perfect at it, but we were consistent at it. God has always blessed us. He's always honored us. And you have nothing to fear, and I promise you that. When you put God at the center of the vision of your life, you're gonna be more fulfilled, more satisfied than you've ever done before. So put him first. I'm gonna give you four huge mistakes that stops us from living the plan of God here real quickly. And number one is people don't prepare. They don't pray and seek the Lord for vision. They go through all the gurus, they go through all the leadership things, and, those, and a lot of them, to be honest with you, I've read a lot of leadership books, and they are biblically based in some way. But you've got to point it to Jesus. You've got to seek him first. You've got to sit down and prepare. Just like I told you last week, pray. Seek the Lord and write down what he says. So you search the word. You find the plan of God for your life. And, and you plan and you set goals. He's going to give you goals, but it's going to be all based around Jesus. Here's some goals you need to write down that you need to have. Love. You need to have more intimacy with God. That should be your number one goal in your life. I'm going to seek the Lord. I'm going to have. I'm going to become a greater worshiper than I am now. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to seek out love. I'm going to love God. I'm going to love others. Some of you need to forgive. Some of you are holding things against somebody else, and you need to release it now because it's holding you back. You need to release it now. It's not harming them at all. You, you, I, 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 you can say, well, I'm just holding it back. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not gonna forgive them. I, they've done this to me and everything else. Yeah, they might have hurt you, and I'm not making light of any of the hurt they've done to you, but you've gotta release it. Give it out. And so one of your goals, and these goals this year, the end of the year, let's go out with a bang, right? Amen? Let's make this last few months of 2023 the best a few months of our life because we're seeking after God and we're loving him more and we're loving others more and releasing people. And you're gonna go up to that person that you held something against, I forgive you. And they're gonna be so, conf- they're gonna say, what? I, I, they haven't even said sorry. And it's okay. Because you don't need them to say they're sorry. All you need is Jesus. They say they're sorry and they repent of what they did. That's great. But you don't need that. You just said, I release you. I release you. That's the most freeing thing you can do is release them. That's one of your goals is love. The other goal is you're going to serve more. 
You can be more intentional and strategic. That means you can't do everything, right? It's okay to say no to some things, but you gotta say yes to the right things. You're gonna be more intentional and strategic on purpose. What's my purpose? I'm gonna serve the kingdom of God more than I'm gonna serve anything else. First comes the kingdom of God. Because you're sold out. God's calling us to be sold out to that. I'm going to serve more. I'm going to, these goals are important to me. And then you're going to reach, your goal is going to reach more people. That's how you're going to keep your vision on target. You're going to keep a target list of people if you have to. Um, write those names down. Get your top 10 that you want to see come to the Lord and write them down. Listen, this is not an option for a believer. This is not an option as a believer. As a believer, we're called to be light to this earth, salt to this world. Who do you know that doesn't know Jesus? And you're gonna pray for them every single day and expect God to open doors for them for the gospel, whether through you or whether through somebody else. You're gonna invite people to church because the Because something happens when believers come together. There's a powerful anointing that comes upon people. You're going to invite them to church. If you're online, you're going to invite them to your living room. You're going to feed them breakfast. And uh, you're going to have them watch this, right? Do that. Make sure everyone in your circle of influence knows Jesus. So who in your circle of influence doesn't know Jesus? That's your target list. That is your world that you're supposed to reach. That's your world. You're gonna lead somebody to Jesus. That's your reach. And then you're gonna have a goal to grow. You're gonna learn and hear and understand the voice of God more clearly than ever before. I'm gonna grow. You're gonna read more to do that. Ephesians 3, 4 says, as you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. You're gonna read. You're gonna read his word. That's gonna be the number one thing. You can read other commentaries. I'm talking about other books about Jesus and everything else, but you're going to read his word. Proverbs 4, 7 says, wisdom is the most important thing. So get wisdom. Get wisdom. You're going to take better notes. When you're listening to in the word of God, you're going to take better notes. Whether it's, whether it's on Sunday or, or when you're on YouTube and listen to somebody or on a podcast, you're going to take better notes. You're going to take notes when you're praying You're going to find a mentor. You're going to find somebody who can help you know the word of the Lord. And we have plenty of those around here. So you're going to get involved. You're going to have to get involved in things. Men, you got to get involved. Men are hard to get involved in things. I know I'm the same way. But men, just get off your butt and come to a Bible study. How come all the wives just just laugh there? But... You need to come to, to, to a, a men's event. You need to come to something, or you need to start one. You know, one of the greatest ways to learn the Bible is to preach it. So maybe you need to start something. Women too, but they're easier to get, get here. But Find more mentors, and you're going to connect with people when you do that because we need each other. I'll talk more about that in the coming months. So you need, you, need to, 
You need to invest. You need to, you need to prepare. That's why a lot of people just flounder around in their life over and over again, dealing with the same things over and over again. So you need to get a vision, but you need to prepare for it. Number two, you need to bring focus to your vision. Vision needs to be written down. You need to write down. Even the ungodly find success in writing down a plan. Luke 10, one says, the Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. He, had a, he, he planned this thing. Some people say, well, God doesn't plan. I'm just gonna, whatever happens will happen. No, don't do that. That's stupid. That's dumb. Plan. Write down what God has says, says to you. I love what Jesus did. It says in Luke chapter two, verse 52. Do I have time? Yeah, I have, well, I, I'm gonna have to have time. Luke chapter two, verse 52, it says, Jesus grew in wisdom, statue, and favor in God and man. You need to write down wisdom. You need to, you need to grow in, in your goals and your, your, your physical and financial goals. You need to have social goals or relationships, spiritual goals. You need to write them down. You need to grow like Jesus did. And so you need to bring focus and focus your life. Some of you are saying yes to all these other things and you don't, you don't even know where you're going. Where are you going? If someone came and asked you today, what do you, what, where are you going? How's your life? I'm busy. You know what busy means? When people say I'm busy, you know what this means to me? This is what I translate that. I'm confused. Because I don't know who I am. I don't know where I'm going. So focus it, write it down. The third reason why people don't get a God-given vision and operate in it is they don't seek godly advice. You need to get God's input. That's why you need to pray. You need to get godly men and women around you and get their advice on it. That's what the body of Christ is here to do. You need to get in there. Matthew 18, 19, I also tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. You need to gain godly advice. You need to get that. And the last one is that we don't partner with God and others. You do everything you can do in the natural, what you can do, and then you expect God to show up in the supernatural, what you can't do. You need to partner with God. God wants to partner with you in your life today. He, he's, he's not some God that's so far off that he just, that you're gonna be alone in this. He wants to partner with you. He wants to partner with you in your relationships. He wants to partner with you in your, in your job, in your finances. He wants to partner with you in your ministry. He, he is waiting there. He has the whole host of heaven Numerous angels, you can't even count. There's too numerous to count. That he has, he has all of them waiting at your disposal to help you accomplish what he has for you to accomplish. So stop believing the lies. Get on your knees. Pray. Seek the Lord. Do everything you can do in the natural. Write it down. Bring it into focus. Partner with other people. Get other people's advice. Get godly advice. But get with God. God wants a partner and he wants to see you accomplish a greater vision than you can even do yourself. It's time to start speaking big things. 
It's time to start speaking faith. Are you ready in your life? It's time to start speaking big things in your life. Stop being like you've always done. Let's take a step out. Some of you feel stuck. And God's saying, I want to get you unstuck. Stop relying on your own ability and come with God and partner with him. God wants you to come to him and put him in place of that. Galatians 6, 9 says this. Let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of a blessing if we don't give up. You guys ready to receive that blessing? That blessing's here. That blessing's coming. I I feel it. I feel the breakthrough in your life. I feel God wanting to break through. But God can only do what you allow him to do in your life. Well, God's all sovereign and he's all powerful. Yeah, but he gave you a free will. And he can't go against that. He won't go against it. It's your choice. So let's write the vision down. Let's make it about Jesus and his kingdom, first and foremost. And then through that filter of the kingdom, he's going to give you a heart for your family, a heart for your friends, a heart for your finances. But it's going to be balanced. It's not going to be me, 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 humanism. Humanistic. Yeah. So what comes from God goes through you. And you know why it goes through you? Because you're the conduit of everything else on this earth. He uses you. He has chosen you to use you. This is how God works. He doesn't do it himself. He created us to what? To multiply and have dominion over this earth. And his heart for us right now is he wants to use it. He wants to use you. So it comes from God. It goes to you. And what it does, it changes you, whether it's revelation or finances or anything. It's for you and to be blessed and to change you. But there's a divine flow. It's got to go out of you. Right? The revelation, the heart, the passion, the gifts, the, the, the money, the, the ministry, the, the love to others and when you have that vision breakthrough can happen just like that when you have that heart something great can happen miracles can happen in your life something you, I, I, I believe this I'm going to prophesy this so you, you probably need to write this down this is for you you're going to start doing things that you never dreamt you could do because you got alone with God and got his heart for you and it's coming out and it's coming out and you're writing it down you, it's hard for you to believe it. You, it's hard for you to believe it, that God can use you this way, that God can have you start a business, that God can have you reach people, that God can have you speak, that God can have you go throughout the world, that God can have you do this and this and this, and you think in, in your own strength, in your own ability, you feel like you're a nobody, but you're not going to listen to that, that sound anymore. You're not going to listen to that enemy anymore. You're going to listen to what God says, and what God says, he can do greater things through you to them that belief. You ready for the greater things? Stand up. I want to pray for you. Put your hand on your heart. 
put your hand on your heart. For God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we believe for greater things right now for all of us, God. That God, our our heart and our, our passion, why we live and why we do what we do is all for you, God. It's not for us any longer. We're all in, God. So our vision is you. It's gonna be kingdom focused. It's gonna be Jesus focused. And so I pray for everyone as they hear your voice and they write down these things, God, change us. Change our heart, change our mind, change our thoughts, Lord. To be thinking God thoughts, to be thinking about you. And that God, because of that, you're gonna give them vision for every area of their life. For their relationships, for their their family, for for their, uh, their work, for their jobs, God, whatever it is, for finances, for their ministry. It's all gonna be kingdom focused and you're gonna bless them. And I pray right now for this breakthrough, this breakthrough for every single one of us, God, that we receive it now in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough, God, we call it out. Breakthrough in relationships, breakthrough in their, in their spiritual life, in their mental life, in their physical life. Breakthrough in healings, God. Breakthrough in miracles, God, right now in Jesus' name. Breakthrough in wisdom and to know what steps to take, God, right now in the name of Jesus. Father, give them their heart's desires as they follow you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And I pray that right now in Jesus' name. Debt be gone, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough in that. Father God, give them favor with all men and women, God, Lord, because they bless you with all their, their life, Lord, with all their heart, their soul, their mind. They love you. And we thank you, God, for that in the name of Jesus. So God, as we pray, as we uh, go out through our day, but as we come to you in our prayer time, that you're gonna give us the words and we're gonna start believing for greater things, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us here online to listen to one of our messages here at Cornerstone. We pray that this message minister to you in a powerful way. If you would like to hear more of our messages, go to cornerstonelife.org and click on the message tab that's at the top. We pray that you have a great day and a great week. And if you need anything, we are here 